You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome okay. to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. With me today from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria, but speaking to us from somewhere north of there on a farm is... Gustav Reinach. Now, Gustav, I want to read something to you that I saw at about six o'clock this morning from the desk of biznews.com. And I'll just read it to you just to give it some context. You say exchange controls are back with an exclamation mark. And you go on to say the following. In a sudden and almost totally unexpected move, Treasury last week, just before the long weekend and without any consultation whatsoever, introduced a new regime for South Africans either financially emigrating or simply wanting to make use of the 10 million annual investment allowance. In one fell swoop, described by some tax consultants as silent but violent, Treasury now deems financial immigration and the application of the annual 10 million allowance to be one and the same thing, calling it an international approved transfer or IAT. Okay, now I have to say, Gustav, that your colleague, Magnus Haystack, at a recent conference, stood up at the podium and said just as quickly as they introduce a relaxation of exchange controls, the South African Reserve Bank can tighten again. And that's exactly what they've done. And they did it in a very sneaky way, I think. Yes, no, 100%, Lindsay. I mean, uh, no one was expecting this. I mean, we all know about the truths about grey listing and we know about the kind of compliance and due diligence that we need to go through with investors in order to prove source of funds for investors when we manage their money firstly. And secondly, uh, when they start using the forex controls and exchange controls to uh, externalize some of their capital to diversify themselves in portfolios, uh, we need to go through a lot of processes with the South African Reserve Bank and Treasury to actually prove that it is not capital that was involved in fraud or corruption in any way. But it seems like uh, more and more taxpayers are leaving South Africa. And I can only think that the uh, institutions are beginning to look at this and say, well, this is beginning to be a risk for South Africa as a whole uh, when our whole tax sum that we get in yearly starts reducing. So they are trying to not make a lot of noise in the industry, but slowly but surely dampening down on how difficult and or easy it is to externalize capital. And this is just one of the uh, rules and regulations that they have really upped the ante on to say, well, basically uh, what they are saying is they see you as exactly the same if you take money offshore or if you immigrate to another country. And the process of due diligence will be exactly the same, which makes it a lot more unattractive for South Africans to take it out and a lot more difficult. I won't say unattractive because we know about their investment returns, but it makes it a hell of a lot harder to externalize money or to go through that process. Okay, so what they've done is they've kept the 10 million uh, annual allowance. And from what I understand from the past, look, I'm a British citizen, so I've never really gone into the minutiae of the process. Yep. But you can take 10 million a year out once you've proved all your affairs are in place. In other words, and particularly, I might add, uh, your tax affairs. So once that's all been done and it's rubber stamped by the Reserve Bank, you can take the 10 million out a year. What you're saying is that the 10 million allowance is still there, but the conditions are onerous. 
Yes. So there's a lot of due diligence and proof of source of funds that you need to submit and show Treasury and the Reserve Bank uh, why is the reasons and from where exactly did the capital come that you want to take offshore. And also, I mean, they really take, uh, there's a long turnover period from these uh, institutions to actually ask more questions. And they are starting to look at the smallest little bits of information to to try and delay the process. So it's almost like a double-edged short. They Firstly, in 2015, for a 1 million allowance that you could have taken out without any tax clearance that you needed, it was around $90,000. Yes. But if you look at the currency now, it's a much less in dollar terms if you take out a million. So first and foremost, they know the amount in dollars that you can actually externalize. It's because of the rand weakness over time, that's shrinking. But number two, they are also dampening down on the due diligence on this to try and contain it because wealthy families in South Africa that really has a, a great income didn't think twice about taking out the whole amount that you are eligible to take out of South Africa per year, which is 10 million per person without the tax clearance that you need that you can take out as an allowance. So actually a wealthy family can take out as a husband, 11 million per year in rand terms and his wife also 11 million per year. So the problem with this is with families that only can take out 1 million, in 2015, that was worth $90,000, where it's worth $54,000 or around that amount. So that's a lot less money in universal terms, in in world terms that you can take out. So that's the, the, the first biggest problem. And the second one is people that are looking to immigrate, they go through exactly the same process as someone that still wants to stay in South Africa and take money out. And then there's a a whole nother risk coming in with people that want to externalize money and as offshore portfolios already where the Reserve Bank are looking for declaration of your worldwide assets. And they always wanted the current market value of these assets on that date and time when now they are asking for the base cost which is a big difference. So the only thing that tells us is they want to go and determine what is the capital gains so that they can take capital gains tax on that before anything can be moved. And they might be able to backtrack that and say, well, it will be a realized asset. So you need to pay the capital gains tax on money that's already offshore before you take any more money offshore, which is also very bad. Is this cast in stone, Gustav, or has it just been passed through Parliament without there having been a white paper or it being debated or something? Is it already law? It's not already law. What we do see is with the back and forth of the Reserve Bank and all the extra information that they do start asking from all our individuals and investors, all of the questions start leading to they want to know exactly what the capital gains of these investments are. But no, it is not cast in stone yet, but it certainly looks like a move towards something that they would want to start closing down on because they do realize that they are losing a lot of tax money with money being moved. I would imagine that you and your colleagues at Brentos Wealth in all your different offices are going to be phoning up clients and say, now is not the time to dilly-dally, to to procrastinate. You've got to do it now because it could be weeks. It may be months. I mean, we know how government works, but in the future, this is going to be law and we won't be able to take advantage of the current relatively lax conditions. 
Yes, that it is a big problem and it's something that we are discussing daily. Obviously, you don't want to create panic in any certain form or sense, but you need to be aware of everything that is happening and you can make your own assumptions out of that. But I always tell myself with anything that I try and plan or analyze, if it's in a portfolio or just in normal life, I always prepare for worst case scenario because that means you would be prepared for any certain event that happens. And if it doesn't happen, then you would be better off anyways, because you did prepare for the worst case scenario. So it's definitely something that we do think about. It's something that will increase our workload by a lot because of all the due diligence that we need to go through extra. But there is always a way to do it. So I don't say panic and move everything uh, there's always a certain financial plan and a good process that needs to be followed and, and a relative reasoning that needs to happen before you, you just move or panic. What really worries me about this, I mean, apart from the fact that, um, as I said, it's going to take an age for people to get clearance because of the reams of forms and reams of questions, etc. I can imagine, for example, mm-hmm. that someone who hasn't taken out uh, 10 million but has suddenly realised, yes, I should do that, Maybe that 10 million has been accumulated over 20, 25 years. So you've got to go back and find out where it came from. And the documentation would probably not be there anymore. They didn't have a laptop. Maybe it was a farmer. Maybe it was, um, I don't know, somebody Mm. that uh, wasn't keeping assiduous records. And they'll have to go back and they'll have to say, well, this is where I got this 250,000 from. The records simply won't be there. So it makes it almost impossible, I would have thought. That is exactly as you are stating, uh, 100% correct, Lindsay. I mean, if you can think about personal scenarios where someone 20 years ago, he bought a beach house. He doesn't even know we got the money for that beach house from but now he's selling the beach house and they want proof of where that money came from before he even sold the beach house to move those assets so it isn't even enough for them anymore to just know okay it was a sale of property they want to go back and see well where did he in the first place accumulate the money to buy the property so people that has big portfolios and a lot of transactions and assets that's been transferred and and gone through over a 15-year period it's going to be an absolute nightmare for them to go through track records and start looking for where everything was accumulated from and was it 20% of the money from bonuses from his salary or was it from rental income from his house or was it a combination of those things and all of those have different tax implications so it is an absolute nightmare I don't know how SARS is going to get the complete hang of it to ring fence this and make it uh, solid and proof so I do get what they are trying to do. Um, There's a lot of money that is being moved with our taxes being paid for it. So I do understand the stress of the government that they think they are losing a lot of tax money, which they are. But I don't think putting in rules and doing it in a sneaky way is the right way to go around uh, because I think they will create a lot more noise and stress and, and worry where they try and push through rules and regulations like this where they can just be upfront from the start about it and said, listen, there's nothing to worry about if you did pay your tax. Here's why. Because we won't ever deny you to move money if you know your taxes has been paid. And that's also what I want to also come to a conclusion to. There's no need for worries and stress for any investor ever 
if he knows he does pay his taxes and he wants to move legitimate money. The problem is only when you know you have accumulated money that's no taxes that's been paid for it and you have no proof of where that money came from then there is a risk but obviously no investment institution wants to deal with money that has come across in a fraudulent way quite right the other really really big worry is that the SARS and the south african reserve bank have sat down together and they've looked at the books and they've said we are bleeding money here and there's a real risk Mm. to the rand a real run on the rand i mean the rand is systemically weak anyway but if it comes out that the money that's flowing out could destabilize the financial system in the republic of south africa then they're saying right we've got to stop it and we have to start here that is a big worry because i know that the reserve bank which is a, a pillar of strength when it comes to other Um, other authorities in this country, that's putting it kindly, they Mm. make a call on inflation or on interest rates based on data that they look forward with. So I think that they've looked forward and they've said, if this carries on, we're in big trouble and that's why they've done it, which is also a worrying sign. That is a worrying sign because if they are making an, an assumption like that to say, well, we need to do something quickly or to minimize money flowing out of South Africa, number one, or secondly, putting in rules to prevent people from taking out money, then obviously they have made the analysis that the country is in trouble. And if the country is in trouble in that way, that means each and every investor is in trouble or at risk in a certain type of way. And that is always what we also go back to in our financial advice and proposals is you need to go look at your total portfolio and you need to know that you are diversifying your risk in different currencies and in different equities, not just the JC or the South African exchange, because that's less than 1% of the entire world economy. Okay, final message is don't panic. Get hold of your financial advisor, ask what the implications are and ask what you can do now. And if you need to move quickly, then of course your financial advisor will help you do so before this becomes written into law. Is that the correct message, Gustave? That's 100% correct because you don't want to create any tax burden while moving too quickly. Do it through a financial advisor and follow the right path and structures. Gustav, you explained it so well. Thank you very much indeed. That's Gustav Reinach from Brentus Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.